0: This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, halfback, flat, on two. Ready? Right! Now, here's your hosts, Danny
1: O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue
0: 42! Blue 42!
1: Good morning, Brock. How are you now?
0: Oh, good morning, Polly. Doing great. Had a wonderful weekend. Drove our our Haley out to Missoula, Montana, Ooh. to begin her she grows journey up there. She
2: grows up. She grows up so fast.
0: Isn't that wild? Yeah, Isn't it that is. Wild that joyous little girl, that bubbly, fun, joyous little girl. She's still all of that. I, w- I will. say, we uh, we pulled into Missoula. We were a little early to meet the coaches for the tour and everything else. So we ate at this little barbecue spot, which I think happened to be maybe closest to Hippieville in Missoula. And uh, we're eating ribs. and, And Haley's like... I could just just read her face like a book. She's like, "Where am I? What what is going on right here? What what is happening? What, do, what, do I really want to grow up and be on my own?" And uh, oh gosh, it was such a fun fun little moment, fun little laugh. And the minute she met her coaches and her teammates, and we had dinner with her teammates, what a just what a blast! Kind of fun to see her spread her wings, Danny. That's what they do, Paul. They grow up and then they move on and they journey on. And can't wait to watch her. Uh, at Montana
1: that's very cool and very happy for you Brock and the fam Uh, question number one so since we last spoke Russell Wilson had a press conference what's your reaction to Russ's press conference the first time we've heard from Russ in great detail after a very dramatic offseason
0: your agent and your team around you work for you you can't say I didn't do this and, and I never wanted that. <laughs> That's, it, it just it just doesn't work that way. You you pay your agent, you pay him a lot of money. Uh, none of those decisions were were uh, off Russell's uh, radar. If they were, he would have said so at that time and at that moment, and he could have put a halt to all of that this offseason. He did not. He protected his interests you know he said hey he felt like the narrative was going a certain direction and he wanted to stop it and so he played his cards and and as i said it's uh he's i i think it will be i think it will be a healthy environment i really do i think it will be a healthy situation i think there's uh enough equity between the sides enough relationship of a decade between the sides but I certainly wasn't buying uh, the, yeah, I, I never requested a trade. I never really wanted to do that. I never want, wanted that direction. I want to be Seahawk for life. Uh, it's a year-by-year relationship. And I think, we're you know, as, as we move forward, that's exactly how it's going to play out year by year. He was very stung by the perception that he had
2: asked for a trade. I think we knew that the day that Adam Schefter reported that these are the four teams he would accept a trade to, because there was immediately a clarification. Right? There was an immediately a clarification. Now, on the one hand, it was the source was identified; it was Mark Rogers. Rogers told told Schefter that. The second part, immediately afterwards, there was Russell doesn't Russell Wilson is not seeking a trade. He's merely saying, if you're going to trade me, here's the four places that I would accept a trade to if you want to trade me. Right. That was to me. An encouraging sign in the long term for Seattle and Russ that Russ is very sensitive to the perception that he was the one precipitating the desire to get out
0: yes yes yeah and and he (sighs) he he knows how to play the game yep you know he a decade in he knows how to play the game he knows how to play the game on the field I think he knows how to play the game off the field I don't think he and his team anticipated, and we talked about this for the last three, four, five months, I don't think they anticipated the kind of backlash, the kind of roar, the kind of curating pain that that, that, that move to Adam Schefter felt and resonated, and he wanted to back away and spin away and run away from it, like Russell can certainly do on the field.
2: Question two! Question <laughs> two! We got some discontent in New England, Brock. Stefan Gilmore not showing up for their mandatory minicamp. He wasn't there today. Belichick said, him and a haw, him and a haw. Guys might not be here. There's travel. And then Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network said, no, he's not coming for the three days. He's a former defensive player of the year. He's scheduled to make $7 million. Would you be interested in acquiring said player? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. I think he would be my top priority uh, uh, the defense alignment, okay, around cut time or, or even as you get into training camp, there's still some names out there, right? Geno Atkins' name is still out there. I think he's just so physically beat up that the whole entire market has said thanks but, but no thanks. Or, you know, he wants a, a price tag that is totally unreasonable right now for as much production as he's had in the past. There's, there's other defensive line names that are intriguing because of past production. But as far as future production... Uh, you know, even Hicks out of Chicago, I know is a name that Jake keeps has floated and, and liked, and, and was certainly part of that uh, that, uh, that rumored trade possibility to to Seattle with Fuller and everything else. Fine, that's that's okay. But as far as playing the teams you're going to play in your division, playing the 49ers, playing the Cardinals, playing the Rams. Would I love a bona fide lockdown, one-on-one, take-you-out-of-the-game kind of corner who I think can still play at a very high level? Yes. And for some reason, when when this name kind of percolated a month ago, Danny, the name that, that came right alongside to me was Justin Coleman. One of the rare DBs from outside the Seahawks family that came in here and thrived. Right, had spent time in other places, and in particular, had spent time in New England, in Belichick's scheme, understanding nuance, understanding technique, understanding route combinations, you know, the depth that they go to in New England to train up their defensive backs, and to watch that work so successfully for Justin here in Seattle, I think, right or wrong, biased or unbiased, that, that name popped into my head with the Stephon Gilmore and why that move would excite me even more.
1: If they traded him, traded for him, and it's only a rental, it's only one year, because there's one year left on his contract, is that okay? Is it okay if they were to get him but only have him for the one season? Because it would likely, I would imagine, cost at least a second-round pick to get him.
0: Yeah, I think so. And you have uh, an incredibly expanded cap space after this season. Uh, DJ Reed is on the final year of his deal as well. What is Was Witherspoon a one-year or two-year deal?
2: I believe that's a 1 year deal 1 year for $4 one, million. Dollars. I
0: believe that's a 1 year deal as well. So you've got a couple guys on 1 year deals, bringing the next guy on a 1 year deal and, and see who sticks. You know, see see who plays at, at a level to garner and earn that next, you know, big contract and significant contract that all of those guys would certainly be hunting for. So Daniel Jeremiah said it's the last dance, man. You go for Julio Jones, you are swinging for the fences for a couple years. You give up that second-round pick, you basically have no draft capital next year uh, in that draft, but you have a Stephon Gilmore that, to me, whew, would solidify that back end an awful, awful lot.
1: Question number three. Tomorrow, Seahawks minicamp begins. We're not 100% sure what's going to take place as regards to Jamal Adams and his attendance? He's
0: not, sh- he's not shown up yet, right? We have not heard a, a We have not yet.
2: seen evidence. We've seen neither hide right. nor hair. We can't say definitively he hasn't been there, but no, we haven't seen any evidence. Has Pete even
0: addressed there, the situation with his multiple injuries, both shoulders, thumb? Have they even talked about the surgeries and the rehab and any of that?
1: Publicly, injury, I cannot remember him discussing no. that. Do you expect Adams to be there tomorrow?
0: I yes, do for what it's I do worth. too. Yes, I do. I do. I, I think don't he's think, gonna be there and not I, practice. Oh, a hundred percent. He's he couldn't practice anyway, I think, with his with his rehab and his shoulders and you know it's just uh, it's so intriguing. Yes, I do expect him to be there. I don't think he wants to be fined, whatever it is. It's a pretty significant fine over those three 000. days. Yeah. I don't think you want to totally scorch Earth as far as negotiations go, because I think if you make that card and play that move, that's why I hesitated was, okay, I play that move. What is that going to do to Matt Thomas and John Schneider and those guys negotiating behind the scenes? It's just going to further entrench them that this is the deal and we're not moving at all. And if you don't want to show good faith by even being here, then you've got no shot in moving the dial or winning on any minor detail that you may be squabbling over right now. So, yeah, I do expect him to show. I would not expect him on the field at all. And I am deeply curious as far as the timing. What are we now, mid-June? Mm-hmm. What is the possibility of him practicing in six weeks, seven weeks when training camp begins? Where is he in his rehab? Who did his surgeries? How has that process evolved? He talked about getting both shoulders done. wasn't just the one shoulder uh, needing, you know, repairs on both of those and his finger and everything else. So where where is he? What kind of guy are we getting in 33 and how soon can we see him on a football field? I hope those questions are posed and more importantly, I hope they're answered. I'm not a doctor, Brock. But I'm going to bet,
2: without even having seen the patient, I think his practice availability may depend in part on the whether or not that extension is done. Call me crazy, but I think if that extension is done, he might be a little more willing to practice when training camp opens.
0: Yeah, I think, Danny, that's usually how it works. I think even with number 54, who negotiated his own deal. Right? Yes, we, that's and, true. That's we saw, true. We saw him wear his jersey inside out. Uh, until he got his deal done, and yeah, he was out there, but he was he was not practicing. And this is a pretty significant injury for a very violent physical football player. We watched firsthand what injury did to Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. We watched it. We saw the significance of it. As Cam, unfortunately, in that body broke down, um, his, he, had to, he had to retire very, very early. A career cut very, very short. Kenny Easley, in much the same vein, a different medical deal. Earl Thomas, right? The tearing of that shoulder was really the beginning of the end, unfortunately, in Seattle and ultimately implodes and explodes in Baltimore. When you are a violent safety, asked to be in the kind of collisions that Jamal is asked to be in, and by the way, wants to be in, that's where he thrives. That body is going to get beat up. The fact that he's torn labrums and both shoulders, you know that that's a legitimate that's a legitimate concern. Is that playing a role in this contract conversation? I'm totally speculating, but I think it would. I mean, how, how long in guarantees? You're not going to go in guarantees beyond two years, are you? No, Maybe- but it also
2: works. Wouldn't that make Jamal more willing to take an extension? Because in the overall, like he's got the uncertainty of how he's going to come back from these injuries as well, right? Yes. Playing pl- Playing another season on that and saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet on myself here is complicated a little bit. Oh, he's bit. not going to do he's that. Coming
0: he's not going to do that. There's no chance he's going to do that. And I don't think the Seahawks want to do that either. I no. think they want to structure this deal. And I don't know how much Mr. Clayton, who works and knows these agents and these numbers as well as anybody, and you guys have, have squabbled and quarreled over this. But my gut feeling is he is not comfortable doing the deal the Seahawk way which is you're going going to get your guarantees. You're going to get paid very highly, but it's going to be an extension off of this next year's salary. That's the way it works. That's the way it's worked for 12 years with this leadership. And I don't think that's what he's most excited about. I think he wants his lump sum and he wants all his guarantee now. And that's just not contractually, structurally the way the Seahawks have done it with anybody.
2: I think the biggest issue is going to be how much, by how much does he want to be the highest paid safety? I I, I think that's going to be the sticking point. The the other part of it that they'll say, and Seattle's done this, is their extensions tend to be a year shorter than most other teams do. They tend to be a year shorter. And that's something that they hold out as, hey, you're going to get back. You're going to get another bite at the apple sooner. Like you're you're going to. And he's going to say,
0: and his agent's going to say, and his brother's going to say, and his family's going to say, hey, man, you are already, you know, (laughs) taking a beating in this league. It's more important now to get that extra year and get as much guarantees as possible now than it is another bite at the apple. Another bite at the apple for a running back and a safety in this league is not another bite at the apple for a quarterback and a wide receiver and even a pass rusher or left tackle in this league today.
2: That is Blue 42. Brock, you were our guest on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Hey, Brock, what did you think of how the Green Bay Packers president, CEO, uh, Mark Murphy, handled that? He really tamped down the temperature sheesh. on their problem with their quarterback, didn't he? No, no, no. no he did <laughs> he's not. a complicated fellow. Oh, you don't think that Aaron enjoyed that? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't think that he thought, oh, he's complimenting me. He's saying that I've got some intellectual depth. That I, I have he, layers like an what onion. Kind of,
0: what kind of smirk did Rogers have as he read the headlines about how good Jordan Love looked? What <laughs> kind, of little, <laughs> kind of little smirky smirk on the Berkeley boy's face did he have when Jordan Love was sizzling hot when Jordan looked so good out there? I mean, what, what, kind I, of, what kind of smirk do you think Aaron had? What kind of sip of wine you think he took? What kind of cliff jump did he take in Hawaii or wherever he is right now when he read that headline in those news?
2: I imagine him as having a series of pictures that he's defacing. Guttekunst has devil horns, mustache, black eye, all sorts of stuff. Now Mark Murphy. Now it's your turn. You just made the list, Mark Murphy. And he's going to go to work on that photo as well. Perhaps some darts will be flung at it.
0: Aaron Rodgers is not going to play another down with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, really? Oh, come on. It's, what are we, June 14th? He's not playing another down in Green Bay, right? Where
1: is he going to play?
0: He'll play in Denver. Denver. Yeah, he'll play. I, I think the, this would be the the That's most likely. That's yeah, a
2: proclamation. That's a proclamation point that was just made. He's not here, playing, yeah. June fourteenth at eleven fifteen a.m. at eight fifteen a.m. Pacific, eleven fifteen Eastern. Brock Ewert has said he's not playing again
0: for the Green Bay Packers. Not playing again. Not playing another down. It may may just not play if it's if it's not Denver and and, and then this game of chicken and Green Bay really wants to play that card in a complicated situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers made enough money. Aaron Rodgers knows he can, can play after this season or whatever. Aaron Rodgers, I've said this to you guys how many times, holds a grudge against his mother. You don't think he's going to have a problem with Gutenkoost and, and Mr. Complication Murphy? Of course. Of course he will.
2: He's a complicated he fella. Yes, he, he is. He is a complicated fella.
0: All right. Can't wait to talk. Minicamp tomorrow. Let's go, boys. That is Brock Heward. We
2: will talk to him tomorrow for Blue 42.